Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Here we go, JV. Who they? Who they? Who they? They're going to beat the Bengals. Who they? Who they? Who they? They're going to beat the Bengals. No passes you drop a lot how many times you get blocked a, a lot. lot how many games you lost a lot how many a lot <laughs> <laughs> how many times you get booed a lot all right and welcome yeah. to this week's episode of fuck you we like the Bengals. i'm your host alex schubert sitting across from me as always is va bennett co-host I, with the second most sounds great and sitting to my left a dear friend of mine dear friend of the pod dear friend of the cincinnati comedy community introduce yourself phil pointer coming at you what's up people Phil Pointer, how you doing this week, man? Doing all right, man. How about you? I'm a little under the weather right now. Came down with a favor. Sorry to hear that. That's all right. Because I was working, because um, I run a karaoke gig on Wednesdays at, um, at Hopscotch in Clifton, and mm. I just felt like shit the entire time. Were the songs that bad? Or? May, uh, some of them were. No, I was, uh, so I was up in, it's like, up, you're up in like a giant, like a really high booth, and I'm just up there, and I'm, it's painfully obvious, I'm just like cowering and just miserable is is a karaoke worth it yes (laughs) i mean seriously it's worth the paycheck it's affecting your health alex i've been meaning to talk to you about this (laughs) honestly alex we have been kind of concerned about how karaoke has made you look over the past few months this is not a podcast it's an intervention it is it is (laughs) Like, we want you to know that you need to stop listening to shitty people sing shitty music. I, I, it's time. I'm very it's time. understanding of that. You need to watch shitty people play shitty football and then podcast about it. That's what you should be doing <laughs> that all the time. is your calling. It is my calling. <laughs> but I, I ran a gig at a like a freshman bar in Clifton for like two and a half, three years. And no. I'm surprised that didn't uh, age me by ten years. Now, when you the question say, is, were they really that fresh? Right. And were they all <laughs> They men? were definitely freshmen. Well, well, when you say freshman bar, it's like... What, is that just like a popular place for freshmen to hang out, or yes. only freshmen are allowed? Uh, yes, I mean, that's a very weird. Sort of Excuse me, I need to see your ID. No, motherfucker, you a sophomore. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> You're talking like it's Uncle a freshman Woody's. bar. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like probably like every year like ten or twelve sophomores. It's just like stick around, and that's their bar for the rest of their college career. And then they become townies, and then <laughs> exactly. Yep. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to feel better now. I've been taking medicine all day and I um, was up uh, this afternoon watching uh, the Reds game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. big. it was a big day. Um, we talk about the Bengals a lot on this podcast. I'm also a very, very big Reds fan. Yes, I like and the And today was the final game of Marty Brenneman's 46-year career. It's crazy to think about. It really it is. is, man. It is. He was, he's been around since 1974. I've only been around since 1983. So. I've been around since 92. Right. We don't have to fuck both y'all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just know that Phil's still here. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's all y'all need to know. That's we all y'all it. need to know. We made it. 
Um, actually, I would like to tell a story about Marty Brenneman. Please. Yes. Go for it. So I was uh, 10 years old, and um, my mom, little side note, my mom is uh, went to high school with uh, his daughter, Don, and they like kept in touch forever, and they arranged for me, because I was a huge Reds fan when I was like 10, 11, I watched like every game, and they arranged for Marty to give me a tour around the stadium. Nice. Yeah. It was, it was really awesome, man. Like, like I got to basically spend an afternoon one-on-one with maybe the greatest broadcaster, maybe ever. It's quite possible. We may be a little biased as Cincinnati. We are yeah. a little biased. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but he's the only, I mean, uh, yeah, go he's still good. I mean, there's no denying the skill the man has had over these 46 years. He's seen so many great teams. He's, yeah. seen, he's also seen so many terrible teams. Yes, <laughs> but he's also become pretty much the voice of the franchise. Yes, So he really is. Yeah. It's so, hard to I mean, imagine somebody else like on. It is going to be uh, yeah. Tommy Thrall now. He's going to call the last three games in Pittsburgh. I'm just sad the Reds didn't give him what he deserved. I know. I was really because they lost five to three, yeah. and we were really hoping for one more. This one, one belongs to the Reds. Just one. They got swapped. I, I kind of hope he said it anyway, just because. No, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I know he didn't mean it, but like just for the. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but just to hear it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? He could have said it and like made air quotes with his fingers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and this one belongs yeah. to the Reds. If the if they win it all this weekend in Pittsburgh, he's gonna be like, and this one. Belongs to the Reds. <laughs> well, let's hope that's not the only Cincinnati team in Pittsburgh yes. this weekend. It's not. It's technically not the weekend. It's a Monday night. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm in the service industry, so I mean the days all just kind of blend together. They really so. do. <laughs> My weekend starts on Monday. I'm actually <laughs> off on Monday. Yeah, because so, there are uh, there are slow days in restaurants and busy days in restaurants. Yes, that is true. Yeah. So anyway, um, so Marty took me on a tour around the stadium. He took me to the locker room. I met um, Adam Dunn. Sean Casey, Barry Larkin. Oh, um, I, got to, I met their manager at the time, Dave Miley. He was super cool. I got to go on the field briefly. Nice. So, I, I remember I asked Marty, like, can I run to the center field wall? And he's like, no, Alex, please don't do that. <laughs> I was a kid in a candy store the entire time. That's awesome. It was really cool, man. He took me up to the broadcast booth. I met Nuxie. I met George Grand. Word. Yeah. Damn. It was the shit. And that night I got to go to the game, and Adam Dunn hit a walk-off homer. That sounds like a pretty perfect day. It's a pretty it damn was good day perfect. indeed. They went 69 and 93 that year. <laughs> yeah. I tell you nice. this, when I was a little kid, it's probably about eight, nine years old, my mom actually took me to a Reds game, and we were up in the nosebleeds, and I'm going crazy yelling at the team. I'd gotten into the team from my grandmother's sister. Ma and Helen was a big Reds fan. Oh, of course. And so I happened to be up there, and I'm screaming, just out, hit something. Just so happened we were sitting next to a reporter from the Inquirer. Whoops. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I don't have the clip anymore, but it was actually a clip where they wrote up. It was just, <laughs> this kid's just screaming. And it was one of the seasons where we were fucking terrible. Oh, of course. So it wasn't like I was. I'm assuming you know, it was, was just, after the Big Red Machine. Yeah. Like, just after the yeah. Big Red Machine. Yeah. Like, they still had some of their core pieces, but yeah. they just put up, like, 500 and slightly below 500 records. Well, the game so. is still fun. The game yeah. is still fun. Well, still a blast. So, we digress. VA, how was your week? My, my week was busy. I, uh, I imagine. Yeah, it always is, you know. But I actually started another job bartending at the Village Tavern. Nice, or, man. Or, you have so. a big history with that place. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I saw my, uh, my, my monthly showcase there. You did? And I guess I'll be actually bartending during this Bengals-Steelers game up there. Oh, of course. Okay. We should uh, 
Yeah, you'll get a we should all get together. You guys want a, a live episode of Fuck You, We Like the Bengals That's going to happen later on this year. I already have the team <laughs> picked out, and yeah. it's going to be a good one. Mom's a hypothetical live, but what he said is also true. Hey, you know, we can just make it all be live, baby. It's all live. This is technically live, even though our only crowd member is Lloyd. Yeah, well, that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that Lloyd isn't even here nah. right this moment. <laughs> He's with us in spirit. He's he with is. us in He's spirit. He's always with us in spirit. Speaking of spirits, cheers, Phil. Cheers. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did I hear that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything to drink right now. They're chugging on. What are you guys chugging on? Oh. Oh, alcohol. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> all right. This is good. This is going to sound unique and we might get some heat for this, but it's I actually don't pretty care good. About the heat. But yeah, but it's a it's a it's four roses bourbon yep. with uh coke and then it's topped with some strawberry fanta. Splash that of sounds amazing. Fanta. Yeah. And Splash of yeah. it is good too. Well, Phil and I are both black, so of course we got to throw some strawberries, some shit somewhere. Hey, 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 look here, man. I'm white, so that's. I'm too- trying to get diversified because if it wasn't for that, I'd just be on that yak, baby. You yeah. know how it is. <laughs> but I'm trying to spread out, spread my wings, get a little extra in me. So uh, we trying this now, and it's tasty. I'm actually, it's actually pretty tasty. Yeah. I'm not black enough to oh, understand yeah. what he just I'm said. Actually, but it, <laughs> is, it is tasty. I'm very white, so that drink is way too spicy for me. Well, I just happen to be bi- I just happen to be bilingual, so that's all it is. You get a mayo chaser and do some shots, maybe. Like, hey, look, we can do all of it. Yeah, you speak uh, you speak English and you speak jive. Yeah, yeah sure, Alex, <laughs> because this is 1962, right? And this is also so I absolutely do speak jive, Alex. <laughs> I remember that from the movie. Jesus, I remember that from the movie oh, Airplane. Oh, I'm sorry, 75 from Airplane. My bad. Didn't mean to take those off you. So, how was your week this week, Bill? <sighs> Jeez, this week was actually pretty good until Alex reminded me that jive was a thing. Tanner, oh, edit this out. No, Tanner, turn this up. <laughs> <laughs> people need to hear the truth. We're having fun here on Fuck You Like the Bengals. Oh, this is a blast, man. I'm enjoying myself. Thank you. Speaking of blast, you know how else gets stand to get blasted? We didn't even ask him about VA's week. Yeah, we did. I just kind of buzzed over it. He just said it was good and didn't go into detail. He said it was busy. I talked about getting hired. He did. He talked about his new job. I mean, unless you want if to, if you want me to sit here and talk about serving spicy garlic shrimp to strangers <laughs> for four doubles, I, I worked four doubles out of Jesus. in six days. Jesus, and yeah, I just feel like fucking rubber. And like, like Stone Creek. Yeah, honestly, I don't work there. Edit that out. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, four doubles in six days, I wouldn't want to talk about my goddamn week either. Well, no, I mean, it just, I, I, I just want to be entertaining. Let's yeah, just, I can dig it. Just know that I came out on the right side of it, and uh, it's, it's all good. All right. Amen yeah. and hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Let's roll. You know, who, you know who didn't really have a good week? What the fuck happened last week? They lost again, 
Um, Dalton, it was not his strongest performance. 20 of 36 for 249 yards, two touchdowns, one was on the ground, and two interceptions. Um, there was a lot of times where the O-line was just not giving him any room at all. It was mainly the first half. I mean, the fact is, is that, as usual per the norm, Andy Dalton had no time. He had people on him. He got sacked two plays in a row. Yeah. Like, how do you break down that often? I mean, look, it, it's a fucking rebuilding year. Like, we just got rid of Marvin. A lot of yep. us, me included, said Marvin needs to go. Marvin needs to go. Well, now Marvin's gone. He is So gone. we got to expect pain in getting better. Like, we're, we're going to have to get... Yeah. We hired a coach Growing who, days. in our minds... Yes. Thank you. We hired a coach who, in our minds, was woke to the new NFL. He's an offensive-minded guru. Zach Taylor sat behind Sean McVay for a couple of years. And we hope that he could basically give the Bengals that run-and-gun offense that well, yeah, can help them compete. It takes at least one or two seasons to get a good offense in place. It does. And so this is season one. Yeah. I mean, he's shown like, some flashes of brilliance. Like, yeah. Full disclosure, I uh, started watching the game as soon as it started, and like I kind of fell asleep towards the end of the first half. Yeah. I woke back up as soon as the second half was started. I remember I was watching the game, and my st- I was watching it in my, in my house, and... Um, my stepdad, it was zero to zero at this point. I turned to my stepdad, and because my stepdad was like, the Bengals don't, they're going to lose this game. And I'm like, it's zero zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I know where this goes. This happens yeah. every fucking yeah. week. Every they, fucking the, week. It, I mean, so far. The bank, like the Bills first half, they were playing hard nosed football. They were like, they knew our offensive line was a weakness. Yeah. And they were just like, and those are some big boys. Those Bills oh, those are, are big boys. Pretty big boys. Yeah. They were pounding the line. They might have been actual Buffaloes. <laughs> <laughs> they were getting to Andy Dalton. They were making him rush. And well, when he rushes, he makes mistakes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, fellas, is that they were giving up. So many, they were giving up so many battles on the line that you can. But the the other side of it is, is that at times, and I'm talking about like over the last three games. Okay. At times, there has been so much more than I personally expected to see out of them this season. Yep. I expected in all more too. honesty. The first game, how much of that game we stayed ahead Yes, was like, wait a minute, are, are we just going to have a seamless transition? Right. And then we fall apart, which, okay, second fine. Week was second week was a disaster. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was a disaster. But at the same time, that's what we expect. Yes. So what we're seeing now is we're seeing kind of the ebb and flow that you would expect to see during the second season of installing your new system. Exactly. So are we ahead of the curve is the question. That's a good question. And I think, I think probably so because they showed us some things that we hadn't seen in that first game. And this game has showed like how they would rebound from the last game. It's not like they like did anything like crazy, but they are, they were still around. They didn't get blown out again. No, they didn't. Exactly. Because when people don't like, there's people were saying the Bengals are 0 and 3. We're going to tank for a number one overall pick. Two rebuttals to that. One, the Bengals are a whole or a made field goal and a and a holding call away from being two and one. Yep. Yeah. And also, they're not going to get the first overall pick. Have you seen the Dolphins? <laughs> they're awful. I haven't. I haven't either. But no. on paper, same record right now. So yes, but the game, the Bengals games are closer. They're showing fight. They're going to win at some point. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that. They're going to win. I'm just holding out hope. The power of positivity. The power of positivity. The power of positivity. 
So, uh, but they they uh they started giving it back to him in the second half, right? They did for the bit, first for the first time, probably since I've had pubes. Yeah. The so Bengals made second half adjustments. Yeah. Well, and see, that's another exciting thing right there. That's what I mean by the ebb and flow. Like second half adjustments is something we are not good at. Matter of fact. I've been under the impression that these folks might need to run a few more laps so they don't lose steam in the second half. But this time, we actually started putting together enough of a drive to where we were able to score. Yeah. And, oh. and it's like, okay, if this had been game one, we win. If this had been the first game of the season, we win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm trying not to be angry yet. That's yeah. all I'm saying. No, yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing really to be angry about yeah. because, we, like nothing. you said, we came in yeah. with our expectations there are at Zilt. Three games right. in, there are although, three games into the season. Yeah. Although I have to say that I'm an emotional person, so that first game when they were ahead, I was like, yeah, yeah, and then they dropped it. Like, you motherfucker. Like, I went right back into the old mode because yeah. they looked so good that first game. See, I was kind of the opposite with that because I was expecting that to be such a loss that, like, once you actually oh, did everyone lose, was. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, was, yeah. I was proud of my boys that day. Oh, yeah. They oh, did yeah. well. They, they were, like I said, they were getting to Russell Wilson. They were making offensive plays. They aired oh, it out a lot. Like, goodness. Dalton threw for over 400 yards that game. The defense yeah. that game, I was in love with those fuckers. So they was I, man. just fucking shutting it they down. They were getting so to Russell Wilson. where'd they Wilson? go? Oh, oh, <laughs> come on, man. Let's, 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 let's explore that question a little bit. It was a few big <laughs> plays that the Seahawks made and Randy Bullock missing a field goal. I'm talking about where they go last there this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's last the week there was a the That's player. The um, Who's that the, tied in a fucking truck like two of them? Oh, <laughs> Christ. Knox oh. was it? Oh my god! He that destroyed was Jesse Bates. Holy shit! That was oh a Madden gosh. truck. I would have retired oh. probably on site. That's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, who's oh, that? Who's that? Uh, uh, Vontae Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, who played for the Bills. Oh, <laughs> Just retire on the yeah. spot. It's like, you know what? Fuck this. I can't ref, do it anymore. Ref, come here. Come here. Yeah. see a microphone, yeah. ref. Come here. Come here. Yeah. I, ain't there rules like out here? I'd like to say that uh, I've been lucky to play in the NFL all this time. Hold on, ref. Uh, thank you, Cincinnati. <laughs> Everybody, peace, be safe. <laughs> the ref takes the mic back. And he's you like, know, delay a game. <laughs> my, my last act as a Bengal was getting us a delay a game. Five yard penalty. Turn Bengals fashion. That's how you know he retires in black and orange. Of course, of course. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about Joe Mixon? He uh, he had a big mouth last week. He uh, did. I heard he retracted those statements. He did retract those statements. He's like, because he was saying, what was he saying? He was like, if you think you can do better, try out for the goddamn team. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm working a lot. <laughs> yes, I'm a busy guy. I'm yeah. not going to the gym as much as I used to. <laughs> Motherfucker, I just started drinking milk. I'm coming for your ass. <laughs> Do you think that his performance uh, made up for his callous statements? Yes and no. Because it was obviously his best game of the year, 15 attempts for 61 yards. He was making, like, 10-yard rushes. He was making... He was making eight yard rushes. He didn't have a big break off, but yeah, but he had I think his two longest rushes of the season. Like yes, thirteen and something. I don't pretty know. good runs. Pretty good runs. There was game. one play I forget when it was, but the broadcaster was shocked that the Bengals gained yards. It's like that was a game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, man. Oh. 
that offense did come alive in the second half. They like, did. That, that, like, the initial scoring drive that they had, they looked real sharp. One thing I've always found with Dalton, he's so good at the fake handoff. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he faked the handoff to Mixon, fooled everyone on the field, and just walked into the end zone. That was yeah. very nice. It was oh, yeah. smooth as a butter. And they said that was his first rushing touchdown since, like, 2013 or something like that? No. Wow. no. I forget, but... We can fact check it. We can fact check that. I mean, we can't do that now. You can go Google yourself. Okay? We don't have a pro- we don't have an on-site producer that can. You fact got check. a phone yourself. Look at the fuck up. <laughs> if you really want to know, find your phone. Get busy. He's right. But one thing that Dalton does, and I can't stand it, he th- there are a lot of times where he throws the ball. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Every that time <laughs> when it leaves his hand, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> Hand it off to Joe Mixon. Um. But no, the one thing he does, I can't stand it. He throws the ball like two inches over the defensive line's head, yeah. as if the concept of a defensive lineman swat, swatting a ball doesn't exist. You're right. They do. He gets swatted a lot. He does that so much. How many swats you got? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call it a callback. Hey, just rolling already. No. No, you're right. Yeah. What the? I, he does that all the time, and he it's just a consistent thing. And that's how that's how the game ended. Was on that uh. Tredavious White thing. Yeah. I think that's probably a matter of him trying to be like pinpoint accurate with his passes and trying to put him in a tight spot. But I mean, he, it's not that easy. No, it's not. If you think you can do it better, Alex, why don't you try out? Huh? Although the motherfucker <laughs> is six two, so among NFL that's like players, average he's not height a for a giant. Point. Drew he's Brees not. is four one. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's also yeah, hurt he's, right but now. He's wiry. <laughs> yeah, he, he's on the IR with he's wiry. Um, with a short man syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Drew Brees is one of the best of all time. Yeah. But yeah. we're not talking about him right now. We're not talking about him. You know who we are talking about right now? Um, actually, I would like to highlight a defensive player first. One I was really excited about when the Bengals drafted him because he has a gnarly college highlight reel is a defensive back and kick returner Darius Phillips. This yeah. might have been probably the most notable game of his career because not only did he – Run a kickoff for a touchdown, which got called back because of a hold, I believe, on Auden Tate. I, it, I think so. It was a completely unnecessary yeah. one, so he was already past yeah. it. He was way past way it. Way by. And I was like, cool. and I was watching, I was cheering, but there was something to me that's like, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Something's going to happen, and the next thing I know, he it got called back. It didn't look obvious because the camera wasn't at the spot of the foul because that's how inconsequential it was. Yeah. But then he also um, picked off Josh Allen. Which yeah. the Bengals got to Josh Allen. Allen made a a non-veteran mistake. He just threw the ball up for grabs right to Darius Phillips. Which not only did Darius Phillips catch the ball, he caught it with a running start. Yeah, because <laughs> he had momentum going into the return. Yeah, he did. It was awesome. But I'll tell you what, I think Josh Allen learned from that mistake. Like I feel like you really saw somebody like mature before your very eyes. That dude's eyes gonna be a real good quarterback. Absolutely, yeah. he's gonna be fantastic. He has a cannon of an arm. It's nice to be able to yeah. talk nice about people. Uh, when you're not roasting him. <laughs> it is. We did that to Jimmy G last week. Yeah. But no, he has a cannon of an arm. He's fast. He can get ru- he can get rushing yards. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him. He was he was a nice performance for him. It was a very it, good performance. It was, it was a nice a three Like, I, I, I fucking have to say it this way because I was too busy being sad about it, watching him pick us the fuck apart. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just, just fucking decimate. And also, Frank yeah. Gore was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He had, what, like yeah. 70-some rushing yards? Yeah. That's 
it's actually one thing I'm not going to do this season is make fun of a player for being old. Right. Because that's mind blowing that they're 36 and can still perform at the same level that 25 year olds can do, 27 year olds can do. Especially it's mind blowing. Especially yeah. in that kind of a sport. Yes. It's a collision sport. He's been in the league for what, 15 some like long ass time. Jesus. I'm refilling. Dude, refill, man. Jesus. No, Frank Gore was he was, in, he was a Niner forever. Then he was. Uh, who do you go to after the Niners? Uh, I know he was a Dolphin. I don't know. And he was a Dolphin last year. He was a Bill this year. I completely forget who Frank Gore was with. I just remember him with the Niners. The, I, the what? He says he remembers him with the Niners. He was a Niner forever. Yeah. Well, all I know is is that fuck. At the end of the day, if you can still do it, like fucking. The fuck was his name? Uh, for the Colts? Green Bay. Oh, Brett Favre. Favre played for fucking ever. Adam Vinatieri like, is Vinatieri, 46. And he's still kicking. He was drafted. Like, or, Jesus Christ. His rookie season, well, I was in diapers. I'll say this. It's a low-impact position. It is. It's a low-impact position. Kickers can play forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but the fact of the matter is, is that at 46, which, fuck it, I'm 46, and... I can't imagine, because he can still kick like 50-plus, can he? Yeah. Like, he can still do 50-plus yards. I went to the Bengals-Colts game. So. I went to the Bengals-Colts preseason game and saw Vinatieri run in the locker room. That is the grayest head. I mean, fuck. You said he's, I mean, shit, I should be grayer. He's still an NFL kicker. Except I don't have it anymore. That's the only thing with me. If there's one player I'm convinced is never going to retire, it's going to be Adam Vinatieri. How old was uh, Janikowski? He, uh, He was drafted in 01. Wait, 18? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's the what's his fucking nickname? But this, you know, I forget what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was a Raiders kicker forever, right? Because he was drafted in the first round, and people were questioning the hell out of that. But he lasted for like fifteen, sixteen years in the Raiders organization. Yeah, that sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah. He went to a Super Bowl his second year. Granted, he lost, but I mean, hey, look. Sometimes you find a home, and sometimes you can't leave because of crippling agoraphobia so <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers Boo. we're gonna start off with the mascot Steely McBeam Steely McBeam looks like a guy who constantly likes to relive his past bar fight victories ah. <laughs> Steely McBeam looks like a village person with jaundice <laughs> he looks like a Lego man who wants to be connected to a human centipede <laughs> Steely McBeam looks like a blue-collar nightmare. <laughs> like, the thing that you lay in your bed at night, and you're like, look here, buddy. We're going to, if you don't fucking say your prayers and do your homework, Steely McBeam's going to come out of your fucking closet, and he's going <laughs> to force you to work in the mill for the rest of your life and kill your dreams. You better do right, boy. It's like Chris Griffin from Family Guy. He's the evil mascot who lives in my closet. <laughs> he looks like the love child of Ben Roethlisberger and SpongeBob Hot Pants. <laughs> Uh, and we did not get the owner Art Rooney I do have the GM Kevin Colbert Kevin Colbert looks like a high school teacher who is one hole punched in a wall away from being fired (laughs) he looks like a one hole punch he does he actually looks like he's hiding every secret ever fucking had like oh shit uh Fuck. He works for the Steelers, so that's a lot of fucking secrets. It is. It is a lot of secrets I, in the Steelers organization, but he also looks like he has just 16 fucking storage trailers full of, of, of his own. Granted, a lot of them aren't... Just of his own. A lot of them aren't secrets anymore, am I right, Antonio Brown? Oh. 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 Posthumous. Right. 
coaching. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, all the obnoxious candor of Martin Lawrence, but with none of the likability. <laughs> Mike, Mike Tomlin looks like my dad. Probably. probably. <laughs> he looks like Rick Ross with a tapeworm. <laughs> you know, uh, Mike Tomlin was fined in a 2013 incident $100,000 after stepping on the field in front of a Jacoby Jones <laughs> return. Uh, after seeing his line judgment, Antonio Brown asked him to be his barber. Yeah. <laughs> it was against the Ravens. I don't know why he had to do that. Everyone knows the best way to stop a Baltimore Raven is to watch hotel security footage. Boom. Wow. Wow. Throwback burn. But I don't Throw think Throwback really, burn. But I don't think they really stopped him, do you? <laughs> you got Tomlin? Ah, uh, fuck that dude. That's all I'm going to say about him. Fuck exactly. him. Exactly. Quarterback. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is their QB by default right now. The only reason they're letting Rudolph play these reindeer games is because Vixen destroyed his elbow and, Blix and Blitzen sexually assaulted the trainer. Nice. <laughs> Mason Rudolph could star in The Waterboy 2 after a crossover with radio. <laughs> if Mason Rudolph's name was any whiter, he'd have to play in the Canadian Football League. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is, I tried to joke, but that's the whitest name. It really is. It is. Pittsburgh isn't going to want this Rudolph to play in any of their games either. Oh, we oh, both made reindeer games shows. Yes, we did. Jeez, you guys are just in the Christmas spirit already, <laughs> aren't you? We can't wait for week 16, man. Mason Rudolph, he looks like an intern for a wannabe drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he looks like. He looks like, yeah, bro, you better come up with that cash, bro. Like, <laughs> How do I hold a gun, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we uh, we decided we're going to roast him, the quarterback who was out for the year, uh, Ben Jesus. Worthless Booger. <laughs> That's a joke I wrote when I was 12. Yeah, so uh, Ben's out with an elbow injury, which is going to prove to be quite the hindrance to him reaching under the skirts and penetrating <laughs> in innocent girls' defenses. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I hope he falls dick first into a wood chipper. Jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you probably will because he'll try to have sex with it. Yep. <sighs> Against its will. Against its will, of course. I mean, it is a wood chipper, so his wood naturally will go first. <laughs> That's what boners do. You have anything on Roethlisberger, Phil? You ever think he injured his elbow just so he can have a few weeks off to go rape freelance? <laughs> <laughs> the rape game ain't what it used to be. No, it's not, man. Like, uh, can we tell? All this football and taking time away from my raping. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out of this for a couple of weeks. Blow off some steam. <laughs> yeah, the last thing Ben Roethlisberger needs is free time. <laughs> <laughs> Running back. James Conner. Uh, James Conner in the past was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and at one point doctors told him, you have about a week to live, which conveniently enough is the same phrase Antonio Brown says to all his ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> and teams. <laughs> At one point, uh, James Conner had like a black mullet, right? You he see did, that oh, it was like that line yeah. thing. Yeah, it's business in the front, party in the back. If business is fumbling in big situations, <laughs> party in the back. Well, that was Steely McBeam's idea. <laughs> and uh, you know, James Conner has been known to fumble in big situations, but I don't think it's his fault when the ball that he gets handed to him is usually covered in Ben Roethlisberger's victim's pussy. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Jeez, it's a little hard to get a grip on that ball when it's just so slippery. Yeah, and James Conner's three years cancer-free. He is, and three games cancer-free without Antonio Brown now. <laughs> <laughs> 
He has the facial structure of a TV alien. <laughs> like, there was a show in that. I can't fucking think of Alf. the name of the show, but they're not Alf. The fucking, like, they live. Like, the fucker's face looks like it could be carved out of stone and just from a faraway planet. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And his backup, Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels looks like Afro Man finally finding out why he got high. <laughs> I'm a backup on the Steelers. Now, Jalen may be a backup halfback, but he also said he's willing to play tight end. Also stealing McBeam's idea. <laughs> this guy looks like he has at least 13 child support cases on him. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> I mean, that's like five short of Antonio Brown's record, but... I mean, look, the man's a backup. You can't expect overachievers from a backup. No, you can't. Maybe back up a little bit before you come inside of her. Just a little. Just a little. It's called pulling out, man. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. I mean, hey, look. Tomato, tomato. Wide receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster. This is my risky joke of the week. Mind you, it's also a pun. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is known for his crazy touchdown celebrations, and for a while, uh, they were all the sports talk uh, show hosts and pundits could talk about. And they were so talked about that I said, wow, the Jujus really do control the media. (laughs) (laughs) Juju is a perfect name for such a cheap shot artist. (laughs) The shyster is is so nice they had to name him twice. (laughs) Juju Smith-Schuster? Welcome to the anti-Semitic portion of Fuck You <laughs> Okay, now let's get to the racist part. Um, he looks like Gumby if he was wiped down with a terrible towel that was covered in Ben Roethlisberger's victim's pussy juice. Wow. Wow. Ben Juju Smith pussy juicer? <laughs> ben Roethlisberger's victim's pussy juice is making a real big appearance in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we're going to roast him hard, man. <laughs> oh, hey, I fucking... Fuck, this is funny. It's fun, man. Oh, yeah. I'm having a great time. Go on. Juju Smith-Schuster. Jeez. This guy is smiling really, really big. Like, he is looking at every fucking person he has just fucked over. (laughs) Like, hey! Oh, good to see you again. You still suffering? Hey, great. You're sweating a lot. Oh, jeez. Hey, look. You get sweaty when you're fucking running people down. So I saw this. Um, you, so uh, one thing Lloyd Johnson told us to do while we're researching Burns is to go on TMZ. You don't have to peel back that curtain, man. That's our secret. Oh, it's fun. Uh, but one thing I saw in Juju Smith-Schuster is that he went to a high school prom. And he was like on the stage. And when they saw him in Pittsburgh, the crowd started chanting, Fuck, Fuck AB. <laughs> and he started dancing to it. I'm sorry. I mean, I know we're supposed to roast him, but Juju is so much fun. Okay. Yep. That's all I got to say. Fuck that guy. Um, Fuck that guy. On Juju Smith-Schuster. And his backup, Dante Moncrief. What do you got? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? I got him. Uh, Actually, I will say, one year my fantasy team, my fantasy team name was Dante Manqueef. Which was fun. Uh, Dante Moncrief has the number 10 tattooed on his back. In honor of the percentage of fantasy football owners, I think it's a good idea to draft him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and we're going to go to James Washington. All right, James Washington is so black, his name should be James Washington Carver. (laughs) (laughs) Careful, bud, that's not peanut butter on that ball. It's pussy juice from Ben Roethlisberger's (laughs) victims. 
The Dude. contrast from Mason Rudolph to James Washington is like a Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson video on steroids. <laughs> That's a real ebony and ivory kind of thing. Oh, wow. Boom. James Washington, he has adult acne. But it's in a weird position, so he almost looks like a fucking undercover demon. <laughs> like, he looks like a demon wearing a human suit that's just like, I hope they don't find out who I am. He looks like a scab. He does. Yes. And next up is Johnny Holton. Johnny, I mean, <laughs> Johnny Holton went to uh, the University of Cincinnati, and uh, oh, okay. that's my alma mater. So it's hard to hate a Cincy guy until you realize that he looks like Mike Tomlin's nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> that's my alma mater, too, His man. angry nutsack. <laughs> like, not even the happiest times. Like, the f- times when it's just blue and untouched and fucking 0-6. Like, that kind of nutsack. Tight end. Vance McDonald. I don't know what's up with Vance McDonald's head, but it looks like a trapezoid joined a surf rock band. <laughs> if Juju was Gumby, Vance McDonald looks like one of the blockheads that was wiped down with a terrible towel covered in Ben Roethlisberger's victim's pussy. <laughs> he looks like Beavis and Butthead finally fucked. <laughs> Vance McDonald actually looks like the wannabe drug dealer that Mason Rudolph is apprenticed to. <laughs> like, bro, you're finally getting it right, bro. You're getting it Sarah. Fuck, man. That's right. Get that cash, bro. <laughs> the fuck? The fuck, man. And then we also have Xavier Grimble. Xavier Grimble sounds like the name of a wizard whose only power is bringing up past successes. <laughs> <laughs> And now, uh, we roasted this guy three weeks ago. He's back for more. He's back for more. Nick Vanette, what do you got? Nick Vanette being on the team was also Steely McBeam's idea. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he went to Big Ben's school of looking like a creepy (laughs) douchebag. He looks like his hair gel is Ben Roethlisberger's victim's pussy juice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It looks like him, Roethlisberger, and Steely McBeam all go to the same clan meetings. (laughs) Alejandro Villanueva served as an army ranger. Sure and, did. Uh, and that's so thanks for your service. And he even won a bronze medal for valor. He did. Which I assume he got for having the courage to let Big Ben stand that close to your ass. <laughs> <laughs> the man's an American hero. It's a purple heart, man. <laughs> and the other, uh, let's, another offensive lineman, Chuck Wuma Akorafor. Chukwuma Akorafor looks like Craig Robinson with a peanut allergy. <laughs> I once joked that Chukwuma Akorafor sounds like what someone would say right before an officer says, step out of the vehicle. <laughs> it's like, Chukwuma Akorafor. <laughs> and uh, the other offensive tackle, Matt Filer. Matt Filer looks like his favorite thing about being a Pittsburgh Steeler is the fact that their stadium is named after ketchup. <laughs> and now offensive guards Ramon Foster what do you got Ramon Foster uh, has a nickname the big ragu sure does and I'm pretty sure ragu stands for really average guard <laughs> ugly <laughs> way to reach on that last one VA. <laughs> got it though he did hey, he reached and he fucking reached for the stars and attained it of course you're gonna reach for the stars of course Ramon, Ramon Foster looks like he ate all of the Wayans brothers <laughs> <laughs> and literally absorbed their DNA 
<laughs> like, he didn't just pass them through. He became all of them. Like, even the sister. Like, he's every <laughs> single one of them. Kim Wayans, Jesus. Yes. That's a deep reach. <laughs> and offensive guard, David DeCastro. You guys have him? This guy looks like the guy you post right outside the guard shack when you don't want anybody to get your stash of swastikas. <laughs> like, this is the guy you put out there because he is not going to... You motherfuckers can't get past without proper authorization. He looks, what the fuck is wrong with you trying to get by me? He looks like he's angry that black is one of the jersey colors. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. He's like, white is right. <laughs> Like, he looks like he's violent. Like, that's the only reason he plays football is so he can push around black people. Like, that's the only reason. <laughs> and the center, Marquise Pouncey. Marquise Pouncey has a tattoo of an eye on his throat, which means he looks like Carlos Mencia if he could really see. <laughs> Marquise Pouncey's neck tattoos lead me to believe that the only center he should be associated with is a rehab center. <laughs> Do you have Marquise Pouncey? Marquise Pouncey. This guy scares me. Because really? a person with an eye tattoo like that and a big-ass smile like that has at least fucking three murders on him right now. Speaking and of... And I'm not talking about shootings. I'm talking about this motherfucker has carved some people up in his time. Speaking of murders, do you know he was, like, super buddy-buddy with Aaron Hernandez? You don't say. Yeah, well, he then, really was. He, uh... I saw he went to a nightclub in Florida, like, right after he was arrested, and him and his brother Mike wore hats that said, Free Hernandez. Oh, God. Were they chewing uh, Bubblicious or whatever the fuck? I forget what it was. Anywho. No, he, and he, went to, uh, he went to Aaron Hernandez's funeral. Oh, God. You know who I read? You know who was on the funeral guest list for Aaron Hernandez? Was Riley Cooper. Really? Who? Remember when he went to, I believe, a Kenny Chesney concert and said he would fight every N-word here? All right. Yeah. Okay. Phil? That's the kind of people. It's <laughs> the kind of people that Aaron Hernandez associates with. Marquise Pouncey, Mike Pouncey, and a guy who shouts the N word. Okay. Moving on. Moving Let's on. Let's move forward. Defense. Cameron Hayward looks like Chris Brown if his hit song with Lil Dicky was called Freaky TGI Fridays. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a go-to karaoke song of mine. Cameron Hayward. He looks like he gets really, really excited on pizza day when he was in third grade. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, you man, didn't? Pizza day. You didn't? Oh, dude. I went to fucking private school that couldn't afford pizza. I was on a no-carb diet in the third grade. <laughs> <laughs> you were already on keto before keto was a thing. Uh, the first keto. And now the defensive tackle, Stefan Tuitt. Uh, Stefan Tuitt looks like Freddy's ado. Like the restaurant Freddy's. Oh, this guy. Jesus. You have anything on Stefan it? No, and no one ever should have anything on him, ever. No one should. So let's go to the linebacker, Bud Dupree, who looks awful. Oh, God. If the Steelers made a statue of him, it would have to be vandalized with a baseball bat to look accurate. <laughs> Bud Dupree sounds like the most accurate name for this person that I could possibly have. <laughs> his, first name, his real first name is Alvin. Bud Dupree looks like old, dirty bastard two weeks after death. <laughs> <laughs> Older, dirtier bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and now... Oh, I had one more. You have one more. The entire Steelers defense. Uh, they were formerly known as the Iron Curtain. The Steel Curtain. Yes. 
that was also not Steely McBeam's idea. He would have gone with a more floral print. <laughs> <laughs> they were once known as the steel curtain. Now they should be known as the meat curtain. Oh, oh God. Right. <laughs> Predictions and bullshit. Oh, please, please edit that out. Please, I'm begging you, edit that out. No, it's you, you, that's not your call, Phil. <laughs> it's, it's really not your call, man. It's our call. You're a guest. Well, then, Get over it. Fuck you, it, I stand you by it. the contract. I stand by Wait, contract? You gave him the contract. You gave him the contract, right? I did give him the contract. Okay. You did not get you fucker. That's how they say it on the edited version. I will say. You told uh, me that was just a fucking autograph book. Predictions and bullshit. The Steelers are playing with their backup quarterback. They lack their last year's number one wide receiver. They're kind of a mess. So I think this could be the game that the Bengals and Zach Taylor get their first win of the year. I'm going to say Bengals 410. Mm -hmm. Steelers uh, 14. Okay. My player of the game is going to be Darius Phillips again. Okay. He's going to... Have 13 kickoff touch return touchdowns. 13? Yep. All 109 yards. Oh, 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 oh. I think so. I think he could do it. It's very possible. It's extremely okay. possible. Okay. Uh, my bold prediction, um, Ben Roethlisberger shows up uh, halfway in between the game and gets in another motorcycle accident on the field. <laughs> on the field. I love it. Yep, he brought his motorcycle out onto the field. You, you can't even get a purse in the game. <sighs> yeah, you can't. Hey, 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 it's Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Do not underestimate his sneakiness. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's, VA, what's your prediction? Well, uh, you're right about the uh, the waning Steelers, but, I mean, the this rivalry has, like, such, like, a fervor behind it. That it's I don't always think that, intense. I don't think that any of that is really going to matter. It's going to be ugly like it always is. Yes. Uh, what kind of scares me is that Rudolph has like the stature of a quarterback that's been he's, he's just like another Josh Allen looking ass motherfucker, yeah. and like the Bengals seem to have problems with people that they can't like get down. So I, I hope they can get to him and frazzle him. That would be helpful. Uh, but I do think I, I think that the Bengals are going to win this one. I, I think they could pull it off too. Phil, what's your prediction? I wasn't done. So, I was prepared to make a ridiculous prediction like you did, Alex. Yep. And then fucking VA got all thoughtful on me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so Break the tie. Here, here's what I'm going to do. <clears throat> oh, boy. I'm going to say that I think that with the promise that the team is showing this season, as we've already discussed earlier in the episode, I think that we have an opportunity to actually use the emotion that this game invokes to ride that over a team that, you know, fuck it, kick them when they're down. You know, yeah, that's, that's is, where I'm at right now. The, this the is, fucking Steelers are down, and I'm happy to kick them when they're down. I'm a Bengals fan. Fuck it. But my prediction is, is that the Bengals are going to win. We're going to win by... Mind you, it's in, it's in Pittsburgh. It's in Pittsburgh. Okay, okay. So uh, I'll, I'll, account for it. I'll account for it being in Pittsburgh. In prime time. In prime time. I'll account for that. I'll account for the Bengals not doing well in prime time and it being in Pittsburgh. The Bengals are going to win 862 okay. to 3. Okay. And my bold prediction okay. is that the first touchdown of the game will be scored by a temporarily medically cleared A.J. Green. What? I love that. For a 50-yard 
fucking pass. Like it's called back due to hold it. Of course. <laughs> Fuck you, VA. <laughs> we are not gonna. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's the Bengals. It would get caught, but no, no, no. Because I said the first touchdown, so I, we they can't get. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my bold prediction. Hey, prediction so AJ so AJ Green's your player of the game. AJ. Hey, and hey, hey, gotta be. Would you get? Would you get temporarily medically cleared and score a fifty-plus yard receiving touchdown? Like fuck, that's the guy. Yep. I think I think Bengals seventeen fourteen. I think Joe Mixon like is a player of the game. I, I can like dig that. it. I can dig it. I say, um, I say twenty-four to twenty. Um, if if we're giving you honest scores, I say it's gonna be. It's still the Steelers, so I think it's gonna be something like fucking. Was twenty-one twenty-four. Twenty-one twenty-four with the with the last ditch effort. Bullock actually doesn't fuck it up field goal. I like that. So uh, we had some feedback from some listeners on uh, Facebook. Let's go for it. uh, Where I encourage them, and I encourage all of you, uh, if you have any burns that you would like to send to us. Send in your burns. Send them to uh, fuwltbangles at gmail.com. Send them over. Or send them to me or Alex on fucking Facebook and Messenger. Yeah, it doesn't matter, him. yeah. Send them to Phil just to annoy the shit out of him. Yeah. Them. Send them. I don't give a fuck. I'll reply with some bullshit. So I got I got a couple for us today. Let's do it. Uh, first from a friend of the pod, Jake Schwarberg. Love it. He says, the History Channel just bought the rights to broadcasting Steelers games because that's all they ever talk about. <laughs> and our good friend, Chad Chet Kammer. Says Mike Tomlin looks like Omar Epps ate Omar Epps and then had a sex change because he's a bitch. Of course. So if you have any zingers like that or of that ilk about anybody coming up in the upcoming weeks, for sure go ahead and send them in to us. F U W L T Bengals at gmail.com. Send for fuck you, Louie, like the yeah. Bengals. Also, send, if you can, send Phil a doctor. Nah, yeah. don't worry about it. Why? I'm just gonna die right here. That's I'm the one that just had the fever, and you're the one that's coughing up a loogie. You guys yeah, gonna make well, me very sick. Yeah, we're all. Here's there. the thing. I'm sitting here next to Alex, who is very sick, who's actually taking off his snuggie. Yep. So I'm guessing he's feeling a I got, bit better. I got very, very sweaty in there. But the thing of it is, is that now he's passed whatever that little energy was on to me for a moment. <laughs> so in a moment, so you all don't see it right now, but VA, he's like, hurry up and in this fucking yeah. cast so I can let this out. I'm in a lot of it's, fire. It's fucking like going around. Like, so yeah, so mm-hmm. my apologies, but I'm glad you're feeling better, you motherfucker. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just took a friend of the pod, Lloyd Johnson, just gave me a day quill. Oh. Yeah, it was real bad. I had a 101 fever last night. Mm-hmm. Like, am I six? But, um, so that's our prediction and bullshit. Finally, plugs. VA, what do you got? Plizzles. Um, on the upcoming horizon, October 10th, is uh, my showcase of free comedy night at Village Tavern. Always that's a great time. Always a great time. It's a Village Tavern in Montgomery, by the way. Chet, thank you for pointing that out. Word. Um, we got dual headliners, uh, <laughs> DJ Dangler and Lucas Waterfield. They're both phenomenal oh, shit. guys. Fire. Oh, fire shit. shows. Back-to-back fire. Uh, I mean, two le- two working legs yeah. out of the four of them, but yeah. you get the point. <laughs> so yeah, there's that, and um, I don't know if this is a plug or not, but I did just start bartending again at the Village Tavern, and since you this is the Bengals podcast, I think I heard podcast, that. I think I heard that a little while ago. This upcoming sure. Monday night, I will be behind the bar as that game transpires. So wait, 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 what night is that? Monday. Monday? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when the Bengals game is okay. happening. The yeah. Bengals game is on Monday. Yes, right. it is. Oh wow. What the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> How many hits out of that pen did you take, man? 
<laughs> That's a Cincinnati football Bengals, okay? Wait, wait, wait. Football? <laughs> I thought we were talking about soccer. No, this is racquetball. God damn it, I thought this was tiddlywinks. Oh, it, it, they play like it sometimes, but... <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, upcoming stuff. And also, I want to go ahead and plug a month ahead, uh, November 7th, the next Village Tavern show. It's very special. It's uh, it's an all-female review. Love it. I'll tell you why, Word. you know. November is the month of thankfulness, Thanksgiving and such. Absolutely. What am I more thankful for One than anything else months. in the entire fucking world? Women, right? <laughs> of course, VA. And Okay, that, but I meant this in a... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to mention the PJ right now. Right, right. I can dig it. I think that okay. there's some really like, oh man, we got a super fucking cool roster going on, and like it's going to be a dope show. November seventh. A lot there. of uh, uh, female comics in Cincinnati, right? <laughs> yeah, and also when you say that, uh, Kelly Horan is actually uh, putting together a little happy hour right before it at Village Love Tavern. Love it. For Kelly's like, awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. Hello. Definitely. She's one of my favorite people to talk yeah. to, and yeah. I will tell her. Yeah. Super cool what person. Just oh, women shit. and like women centric and like yeah. people who are like related to comedy and comedy adjacent. That's who this happy hour is for, for like networking purposes. Love it. So any out of towners on that one? Uh, I got Leslie Battle on there. Oh, okay, good fucking um, choice. Do you count Luna Marlboro? Is yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. And Gwen Sunkel's on there. Oh, I love word. Gwen. Yeah. Word. But yeah, Kelly Klett's headlining. Anna Mazza is featuring. Solid. Beautiful. That's a good lineup. I I know. All right, <laughs> Phil Pointer. What are your plugs? <laughs> So I'm going to assume that this is coming out today and tell you that it's coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow, well then tomorrow, which will, which will be Friday. So if you're hearing this before it's too late, Friday night, I'm on the Cincy Stories uh, show. Sean Braley. Yeah, Sean Braley show. It's uh, I think it's called That One Time. Okay. It's actually an all comedians uh, storytelling show. So I'm on that. That's to tomorrow night at Street City Pub at eight o'clock. I think it starts at nine actually. But then also, I'm also at the uh, Taft's Brewporium with uh, Matt Stanton. Okay. That's uh, at 8 o'clock on Friday, or Saturday, excuse me. And then after that, I am going to see my doctor on Monday to follow up for my knee surgery. So, Should we come see you there? I mean, yes. if you really want to come through and find out how my knee is doing after the surgery, please, by all means, stop by. Come by Seinfeld's cast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not wearing one, but I'll get one you, for you to sign. It's you all will good. at the time. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure after y'all fucked me up. But no, seriously, yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> Street City Pub, Friday. Taft's Bruporium on Saturday. Love to hear it, man. Uh, I got some plugs. Uh, I believe next week, October 4th and the 5th, I'll be at the Liberty Funny Bone opening for the first comic I ever saw at Go Bananas, which would be Michael Costa. That's Bird. cool. That's a Congrats, cool like, milestone. Yeah. I'm going to tell him that. Yeah. It's super cool. uh, October 16th, I will be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. Word. I'm bringing my own roller bars. Um, yeah. that's, a story for, <laughs> that's a story for another day. Um uh, November funny story. It is a funny story. Uh, November 6th, I'll be at Pivot Brewing in Lexington. That's a Wednesday. It is Mike Fields' show. I have heard nothing but phenomenal things. And finally, on December 12th through the 15th, I will be at the Liberty Funny Bone opening for John Reap. Word. Nice. Congrats, man. And just for sure, some Googles, uh, October 2nd, I'll be at Go Bananas for the Prime. Yep. There you go. So I got a lot of things coming up. Um, yeah, so it's awesome. Um, I think we only have one thing left to say, don't we, VA? I think so. Yep. Fuck, Fuck you, you, Pittsburgh Steelers! We, we like the Bengals! Bengals. Well, the next person that sees anybody 
the Bengals.